Yeah, it's called Undefeated. Look it up. In the dictionary, there's a picture of the Dallas fucking Cowboys. 2-0 against the spread for you degenerate gamblers out there. And really, not even a contest. Not even breaking a sweat out here. Be out here killing people. Taking names. Like, is this it? Is it? Is, is this all there is? Is this how Alabama feels like every is single like, year? Is this your boy? Is this your boy? Is this all y'all got? <laughs> Yo, this is Andy Gatelli. Benjamin T. Walker. And we are this boys. Is, we'll be boys. Undefeated boys will be boys. All right? Back on our bullshit. All right? We're out here talking noise, being overconfident, overreacting to beating two subpar teams. I'm saying we go 16-0, Ben. I don't know about you. I knew you would change it. Even after we did our picks, which I gotta go find again. But yeah, um, it if this is if we could play the R words and the Giants and the Dolphins who are coming up every single week, I would be a, I'd be a very happy man. It wasn't too shabby. So uh, you uh, observed this game from the sunny paradise of the beach. I did. I took a hiatus from the real world and went to. A little beach house back in Galveston that my family uh, uh, had rented. And um, tied, anyway, tied. I was watching this with them. I did have to leave a little early, so I had to scramble to buy one of those fucking apps for $7 to listen because Houston doesn't have any Dallas stations. Bullshit. Sweet. Um, yeah, so anyway, it was well worth it to listen to five minutes of football. There you go. I... uh Cassie wanted to go to the pool at our apartment, so pulled up the old YouTube TV, very good investment, and uh, watched it on the AirPods on my phone while walking around the pool nervously because it was 7-0 Redskins at the time, and I was freaking out. So uh, Very crazy of you. You must, you must really be serious look, about life in this broad, man. Like, I, I looked like a weirdo. I'm not going to lie. I was just like pacing around and then being like, like tiger fist pumping when we'd score and everyone's looking at me. I was like, it's the, it's the Cowboys. Scored scored a touchdown. Yeah. Winning. Yeah, I was I was told to stop cursing around my soon-to-be three-year-old niece. So um ah, she's getting to that age where you're gonna remember stuff. That sucks. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, um, you know, she'll come by it honestly. If her first memory is her uncle Ben cursing at the Cowboys, um, then you know, I think she's set up for a really happy life. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this one, uh, this was an interesting game. You know, the, the Giants last week, they were kind of a joke. Um, you know, they'd already like, as predicted by Walkstradamus, they've already benched Eli Manning and it will be starting Danny Dimes this week. Uh, so the reign of Eli Manning has come to an end. I was still off. Is this, side note, is this the very end of Eli? Because It's gotta be. He's not leaving the Giants, right? So it's, I think it's a couple years late, honestly. But I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a he has like the he has like the third most Super Bowl MVPs in the history of the game. So like, I get why you'd let you know we let Troy play too long. Like when you have a guy like that in your franchise, even if he's playing like ass, he's like earned it. Like everyone's benefit of the doubt. But yeah, it's uh, I think we've seen the last of Eli. I'm sad that Tank didn't get a sack on him as like a goodbye present. He's probably never getting a sack Eli again. I think he got that half one, that strip fumble. That's true. He got a 
He got a half sack. That's right. Kind right. of it was like Eli trying to run for a first down is a bad look. But um, regardless, yes, uh, Eli is gone. So that's one team in the division. And they lost to the Buffalo Bills, who are 2-0 and for whatever that's worth. So the Giants go down. And then we kick off. Or I guess we played at the same time. But we are playing the hated division, R-Words. And Goat, how did this bad boy start? So, obviously, there was a lot of chatter that, like, okay, like, Dallas looked great, but it was the Giants, like, oh, let's see if they can do it. Washington has a much better defense. You hear Josh Norman chattering all week, said that anyone could have done that against the the Giants. Bloody, bloody, blah. Um, and so, but I'm not going to lie, there was a little nerves. Like, obviously, like, you think, you, you see the, a team do that once, and it's very out of character, so they got to prove it. So, um, the Redskins got the ball to start this game. Um, they started from their own 25 and they tried to attack immediately. Uh, that McLaurin kid, who's like the rookie out of Ohio state. They really like this kid. He honestly, he very good, good receiver. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tried to go deep on him immediately up the middle, broken up by Byron Jones. Um, they went at Byron a lot this game. Um, who, and actually I think he had a pretty good game. He just like was on McLaurin and that's the guy they were going to. So, um, oh, they tried to go to McLaurin first early. This was yeah. a nice play by Byron. Perfect coverage. So that's incomplete. Second and 10. Uh, they go to Sprinkle for 11 yards. Great name. Uh, then on first and 10 from the Washington 36, they go Adrian Peterson. Malik Collins just blows this play up in the backfield for a four-yard loss. And then incomplete uh, to Quinn. So that brings up third and 14. Uh, does a little dump off to Chris Thompson. He gets pushed out of bounds by Vander Esch after 10 yards. And... Uh, after five play 17 yard drive, the R words are forced to punt. So good first outing for the defense, uh, which I could say the same thing for the offense. They started a little bit slow yet again. So Dak gets the ball in our 10. If you're nitpicking anything about how this offense, it's gotta be, I guess, first quarter performance. They've got off to kind of sleepwalking through both first quarters. Yeah, I agree. Um, so we get the ball on our own ten. Start the to start the offensive drive. Uh, give it to Zeke for two yards, and then Dak hits Cobb for four. Uh, third and four from the sixteen. Dak tries to go to Gallup. It's broken up by Jimmy Moreland. This was actually just like a really good coverage by Jimmy Moreland. Like props to him on this one. Um, yeah, this so Dallas nice. goes. I like the way they broke it down. I mean, this was, you know, cover one. No, Dak recognized it, which I love from the snap. And he decided he looked at the field. It was going to be man man on man coverage. And he decided to Gallup had the best matchup. It was just a good play by the kid. He knocked it away. Yeah, so Dallas goes three and out to start. Um, Washington gets the ball back. They immediately go with Peterson, who gets five yards, but there's a offensive holding on Sprinkles that pushes him back ten yards. First and twenty, by the way. Yeah, first and ten, first and twenty. Keenum to Thompson for nine yards. Then second and eleven, uh, Keenum goes to Thompson again for eight yards. So they're just dumping it off to Chris Thompson all day. Third and three, uh, they try to go to Paul Richardson, but he gets stopped at the line by Byron Jones. Great tackle by Byron here um, for no gain. And so three plays, seven yards. The skins are three and out as well. Now, here comes a pretty frustrating possession for the Cowboys. Um, So Dallas gets the ball yet again on the 10, pinned deep. 
Uh, Dak goes to Witten for six yards. Then Zeke goes for three yards. Uh, Zeke then goes up the middle for 15 yards. Pretty sweet. First and 10 on the Dallas 34. Dak does a short little pass to Zeke, but he gets tackled at the line by Deron Payne. 10 and 10. Dak goes to Elliott again. He gets nine yards on this one. And then on third and one, uh, Dak shrugs off a sack here. It was a great kind of like move by Dak to avoid the sack. Uh, and then he fires one to uh, Randall Cobb. It's a little bit behind Randall Cobb. Um, but instead of just like catching it or knocking it down, Cobb accidentally kind of like tips it up in the air. Um, and it's just an easy pick for Nicholson, who comes away with an interception. Uh, and so Dak has his first career interception against the Skins. This one, ah, it's, this is an ugly one. At this point, I'm pretty worried about the game. Yeah, the drive was looking really good. I. <sighs> This one had a little bit of debate. I'm going to say it was a three-way fault here. First, Connor Williams gets immediately blown up at the left. God, he had a bad game. Yeah, he has not looked fair. Which is so weird because he, I don't know if you saw this, but he really bulked up over the summer. I don't like a lot of weight, man. Like, he's going to be huge, dude. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, Connor Williams gets beat. Shocker. Dak does a great job of kind of ninjing out of a sack. And as he's kind of scrambling up, he sees Cobb, tries to dump it to him. The ball's behind Cobb. I mean, this is true. It could have been a better throw, and it should have been caught anyway. It's kind of a twofer, so not a great throw by Dak, but Cobb had two hands on it. And Cobb, you definitely don't want to tip this up in the middle of the fucking field if you're not going to catch it. So I say it's a kind of an interception that's attributed to, to all three. Yeah, agreed. So... um Washington gets a short field. They start on the Dallas 38. Uh, Peterson goes for six yards, then for four yards. First and 10 on the Dallas 28. Peterson goes for three yards, but there's a holding penalty. Um, So first and 20 on the Dallas 38. They go to uh, Sims for four yards. Uh, Second and 16, Sims goes again, gets eight yards. Washington takes a timeout. Third and eight. We had him third and long here on the 26. Um, But Keenum finds... Uh, Quinn for 10 yards and there's a defensive holding penalty on Jordan Lewis which has declined uh, they give it to AP for 4 yards at the, on the 16 yard line then on 2nd and 6 from the 12 uh, Sims gets 4 yards and then 3rd and 2 from the 8 uh, Keenum does a short pass to Adrian Peterson and he bowls his way into the end zone and so just like that um, with uh, about pretty much the very beginning of the second quarter, 14-15 to play in the second quarter. Uh, Dallas is down 7 nothing, and suddenly, you know, the questions come out. Like, oh, was last week a fluke? Um, the I, next was a didn't... Little, I was a little nervous about AP having a callback game. Like, I looked at his final yeah. numbers, and it kind of shocked me because he looked good every time he touched the ball to me. Like, I know they don't have, they don't really have anything of the way of a playmaker and uh Washington right now. Maybe that McLaurin kid will be something. Thompson's a fine little scat back, but AP was running hard, man. His touchdown run was nice. Um, he was kind of bowling into people. Looked looked good for a thirty-four year old man. Uh, so I definitely I don't have anything against AP, man. I think most people in uh most people in Texas probably feel that way. Um, yeah, and I mean by the end of this game, Dak Prescott personally had outrushed the entire Washington team, so it wasn't that bad. But at this point, you're like, oh, is AP going to be the the difference maker in this one? Um, so it's seven nothing, and Dallas gets the ball back. And this this drive did nothing to 
absolve us of our fears. Um, first and 10 for the Dallas 25. Zeke goes for five. Uh, then Dak tries to go to, to Cooper. He drops it. Uh, then yep. Prescott is sacked for an eight-yard loss by who else but Ryan Kerrigan. Straight cowboy killer, this guy. He is a cowboy killer. And guess who he beat? <laughs> Did he watch this snap? I'm going to guess it was Connor Williams. It was the second-year man out of Texas. That is correct. <sighs> I can't trust a Longhorn, dude. So three and out, three plays, minus three yards. Uh, and Washington has the ball back. And so now I'm getting really nervous. I'm just like, we look like crap. This is going to suck. Um, first play from scrimmage, uh, Peterson goes for 10 yards, then for two yards, second and eight, try to go to Vernon Davis, uh, but it's incomplete. However, there's a very questionable roughing the passer call on Demarcus Lawrence on this one. Um, even the announcer said, like, what is he supposed to do here? Um, I know they're trying to defend quarterbacks, and especially on a team like Washington where you've had like nine quarterbacks die under center there, but this one was real shitty. Yeah, um, you know so that rule, it's just you watch it and you're like, man, that's I, I easily see why it was called, but I'm also like, that's just I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like a roughing the pass like, whoa, that was super late. Yeah, that was ugly. It was just like fuck. That's so that gets one. that gets them into Dallas territory, and then there's an encroachment penalty on Antoine Woods. Um, so first and five from the 42, Keenum goes to Wendell Smallwood, who's now apparently on Washington. Did not know yeah, that. He gets seven yards. Um, Antoine Woods was actually injured on this play, uh, but there is holding on Brandon Sheriff. So that gives us first and 15 at the Washington 48. Smallwood goes for four yards. Keenum tries to go deep to McLaurin. That's incomplete. Uh, and then on third and 11, Keenum is sacked by Tyrone Crawford. This was actually just a really cool, like, kind of double team by Lawrence and Crawford. Uh, they did a twist stunt. Lawrence pretty much took on the, a double team. He tied up two blockers and allowed Crawford to get around him and pretty much set him up for the sack. So great job by Lawrence and Crawford here. So that brings up fourth and 24, uh, and they are forced to punt. Uh, and so Dallas gets the ball back. Uh, with sack of the day, Andy. Again, indeed, pass rush. We'll we'll talk about pass rush, but it's yeah. a concern. Um, and so with nine forty four to play in the second quarter, Dallas gets the ball back, and it is still seven nothing. And the hometown crowd is restless. Um, Dude, first and ten from the Dallas. Of, there was a lot of Cowboys fans in Washington. Oh. Like, didn't that? You can't like, fill that stadium right now, man. Dude, yeah. At one point, our defense was pumping up the crowd, and you could hear them audibly getting loud over the telecast. I was, we made Dude, I could, attendance issues at home sometimes in Jerry World. Like all those photos went viral. Although now I think it's kind of died now that a lot of people have been to Cowboy Stadium. But um, man, we still show out on the road, bro. Well, and like every time Cooper would touch the ball on the telecast, you could hear the coop. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Dallas starts on their own three. They're pinned super deep. Again, um, man. Yeah, we, great punting like day. Drives, we were on bad or disad, not advantageous uh, field position. Yeah, agreed. Um, so from our own three, Zeke goes for eight yards, and then Dak gets a 15-yard scramble up the middle on a zone read. Um, then Zeke goes for one yard. Then Dak finds Gallup for nine. Then Dak finds Gallup for 10. Gallup's starting to get going here. Uh, first and 10 from the Dallas 46. Randall Cobb for three. And then second and seven from the Dallas 49. Uh, we see the lovely play action we've come to love so quickly this season. 
and Dak just fires a beautiful strike, 51 yards downfield to a streaking Devin Smith who just absolutely cooks Josh Norman for a 51-yard touchdown. Yeah, no Tavon um, Austin in this game. He was out, so Devin Smith was getting wide receiver four duties. And, man, this was a beautiful play, um, a beautiful throw by Dak. And Josh Norman, the one trailing in coverage, I think the safety kind of came up on Cooper. So he yep. kind of left, and, and so Norman had to chase down Devin Smith. And this is what he did at Ohio State. I know he hasn't had a great career. He had a great preseason for us, a lot of injuries, but he's a burner, man. He's got speed. Even Cooper said that in his post-game interview. He's like, man, he's he's what that's what he did to us when we were at Alabama and we played them. Like the guys, yeah, the guys with some wheels. He's he's nasty. He can scoot, and this was just an amazing play. Is really well drawn up. Um, and Dak threw a very accurate ball here. I was Didn't super impressed with this throw. Since 2017? 2016. 2016, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. So this guy's been out of the league a minute. I mean, this is a former high pick with the – Second-round pick of the Jets. He's torn both ACLs. He spent two and a half years rehabbing, and now he's catching touchdowns for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and with the injury issues that this team's facing now, he's going to probably get more action this weekend. Sure, sure. We'll get to that. But, yeah, this was everything you love. Seven plays, 97 yards. Um, and at this point, I think everyone breathed a little sigh of relief. We weren't out of the woods. At this point, I I, I still never at any point felt we were going to lose this game, Andy, but I felt like the I felt there was going to be a bit of a slugfest, but I felt to this point we're probably going to win. Like, yeah, just needed to wake up, uh, and that's definitely what happens. So they scored the touchdown at seven seven. Um, there's six minutes to go in the sec in the second quarter. Um, the Skins get the ball, uh, the short right to Adrian Peterson for no gain. Xavier Woods comes up and makes a great tackle on Adrian Peterson. Uh, then Keenum finds Quinn in the middle for seven yards. Third and three, he tries to go to Quinn again, uh, and that is broken up by Jeff Heath. Um, and so, quick three and out for the Redskins, and they are forced to punt. Uh, Dallas gets the ball back with four and a half minutes to go um, on their own 17-yard line. Uh, they go Zeke for two uh, on second and eight. Man, this one. Michael Gallup gets two big steps on Josh Norman, just absolutely burns him. And because of the positioning of the corner, Dak throws it to the outside shoulder and Gallup was kind of running a route that made the inside where the ball needed to be, and so Gallup had to make this weird adjustment, and yeah. Gallup didn't quite adjust correctly to the ball. Dak didn't put it in the absolute opportune place. Um, shades of last year, kind of, just like to not on the same page, and Gallup does not come up with this play. It would have been a huge play. Um, you know, not a lot, again, not a lot to nitpick in this game. Dak had a tremendous performance, but you would have loved to see them hook up on this deep strike. Yeah, I, I rewatched this. I could I could be talked into either way. I don't think it was a very clean adjustment by Gallup. The ball could have been there, but he he turned over the wrong shoulder, and then he just never really was able to come back to it how you how you'd like. But you know, uh, that's fine. You know that that happens. But uh, just a slight miscommunication between the two. They'll get there. So third and eight, uh, Dak finds Randall Cobb for nine yards. So that brings up a first and ten on the Dallas twenty-eight. He goes Zeke for a yard. Then Cooper for eight. Uh, and then on third and one, they run a zone read. Uh, Dak sees the linebacker collapse down on to go to Zeke, and he takes off. Um, he ends up with a ton of daylight. He rumbles down the field, 
he trying to he kind of slows up a little bit to let Gallup block Josh Norman. Gallup can't quite get in position to throw a good block on Norman, so Dak ends up throwing a pretty nasty stiff arm on on Josh Norman, um, and it ends up being Dak's career long rush forwards. Um, amazing play. Yeah, this was really cool. I loved. They didn't use this play very often, but every time we do, man, I love the results. And we're starting to run it. We used to save it only for the red zone, I felt like, in the Linehan era. So it's good to see that we use it twice on our own side of the field. Um, but, yeah, it was a great play. I think if you have Zeke running that, he probably scores. You know, Dak's not an open field runner, but still 42 yards. I think it's the second longest run in Cowboys history for a QB, I heard. I think Danny White yeah. had a longer one, but sweet play, man, sweet play. That was that was excellent. Um, so that brings up a uh, that gets us to the two minute warning, and we got a first and ten on the Washington twenty one. Um, they go Zeke for eight yards, then Zeke for two yards. So first and ten on the eleven. Uh, Dak tries to go to Blake Jarwin, um, but there's a penalty on Montez Sweat for roughing the passer. So first and goal at the five goes Zeke for one yard. Uh, then Dak hits Witten, but he's tackled behind the line by Kerrigan and Holcomb. Um, so that brings up third and goal on the five and Dak tries to go to Witten. Um, it is incomplete, but there is a defensive holding penalty in the end zone. The Cowboys did run a little bunch formation on the opposite side with Zeke and Gallup and the corner just kind of took Gallup out. So Boy, first and if, goal from the two. If Washington didn't shoot themselves in the foot in this first half, we might've had a, it could have been 14, seven the other way. They absolutely 14 10 they they messed up a couple times here so they gift us the first and goal and another little touchdown for jason big tit witten baby gold jack and wit gets another touchdown um and so just like that in the space of a couple minutes in the second quarter it goes from 7-0 washington to 14-7 dallas uh they get the ball back washington does but they just kneel it out um, and so we go into the second half uh, with a lead, and Dallas gets the ball to start the half. Um, so they come out firing immediately. First and 10 from Dallas 25. Dak hits Cooper for eight yards. Zeke goes up the middle for 13, then goes for six. Uh, second and four from the Washington 48. Dak hits Gallup for 12 yards. First and 10 from the Washington 36. Zeke goes for seven yards, but there's a holding lead on Williams. Shocker. This guy, dude. Williams, man. You know, I always thought the game plan with him was going to be kick him out to right tackle once L left. I really yep. thought they'd at least consider that. I didn't think L was going to get the extension, but now that they extended L. I know he's only in his second year, but I don't think this guy's a NFL starting quality guard. I'm kind of hoping that uh, old what's-his-face from Penn he's State – yeah, McGovern comes around, but man, he's definitely the weak link in the chain in a on a line that has blocked incredibly well this year. Um, so far in these two games, the offensive line has looked tremendous, but Williams has been the lone dark spot in an otherwise really good line. Um, Don't worry, we, so that, we chose we chose to take him instead of trading that pick for Earl Thomas. So no yeah, so that's worth it. Um, so that brings up a first and 20 at the Washington 46 Dak hits Gallup for 16 yards second and four we run Pollard for no gain third and four uh, Dak hits Amari for 18 yards um, this is a great play too uh, so that brings first and 10 at the Washington 12 
um, runs Zeke for two yards, and then Dak just rifles one into Amari, who uh, the defender tries to jump the route, but he's too late. Amari walks into the end zone, 21-7, one drive into the second half. Um, yeah, so at this point, touchdown drives here yeah. again for Dallas after we had four in a row yesterday. Um, you know, we actually score on five straight possessions again. I mean, the offense is fucking humming, man. They're clicking. Um, Washington doesn't go away, though, Goat. Not totally. No, no. They uh, are definitely committed to playing this one out. Um, so they get the ball back. They go uh, Peterson for no gain. But then Keenum finds Vernon Davis for nine yards. There's an encroachment penalty on Chris Covington. Uh, so first and 10 at the Washington 39. Uh, Keenum hits McLaurin uh, deep for 27 yards. Uh, then he tries to go to Chris Thompson. That's incomplete. Incomplete to Vernon Davis. Um, so third and 10. Uh, he goes to Sims, who gets three yards. And that brings up fourth and seven. Um and unfortunately, Dallas just gives up a fourth down conversion here. He hits Quinn for 12 yards. Uh, that one was disappointing. Uh, first and 10 at the Dallas 19. Keenum hits McLaurin for nine yards. And then second and one, uh, they send Thompson up the middle. He gets the one yard he needs. First and goal, Keenum is incomplete to Thompson. And then on second and goal, uh, Paul Richardson finds a hole in the zone, catches a nine-yard pass, uh, and that is a touchdown. So uh, that is... Brings the score to twenty-one to fourteen, um, and suddenly it's a one-score game. And if they can get a stop, suddenly it's uh, it's anyone's ball game. Um, so, and Dallas was uh, they hit a little speed bump on this next drive as well. So, Dallas, who had scored you know three straight touchdowns, gets the ball back. Um, Pollard gets nine yards, and they this is what's interesting. It's a one-score game, and they took Zeke out of the game. Pollard ran this entire drive, so that tells you how much faith. The coaching staff has in this offense and in Pollard. Um, well, you missed the first play, though, and it's a man. I'm going to give you three words. Blake Jarwin era. For oh, I did yards. miss that. You're right. 22 yards for the Blake Starwin, the future of the tight end position in the NFL. Look, um, I'm real happy with play. that, but I think we both talked about how, especially now we've moved to that 11 personnel so often, which is three wide receivers, one tight end. So we don't run as many two tight end looks, but I really wish Jarwin got more snaps, man. He's he's Agreed. so much better after the catch than old man Witt now. He's and he's doing his thing. He's got a touchdown already this year. Like he's gonna get plenty of looks. It's just yeah, Witten's gonna get all those juicy red zone plays. Um so second and one at the Washington forty four, Pollard goes up the middle for three yards. Uh first and ten, do a little uh End around jet sweep with Randall Cobb for I seven liked yards. It. I liked the yeah. This is a good use of jet sweep. This didn't feel like a desperate jet sweep good, like we saw with Lenahan. And a good use of using Randall Cobb with it too. Yeah, I didn't feel like they like, like telegraph by bringing in. Back in the day, we'd bring in or last year, it'd be like Tavon's in. What is he gonna do? <laughs> yeah, agreed. And and like this team does enough motion now that you can't. You know, like every time you saw motion before the snap last year, it was like, okay, they're going to do something with that guy. And now we're, there's motion on every snap, so they get kind of lulled into complacency, and then suddenly the guy gets the ball and he gets a free seven-yard chunk. Um, so that's that's great. Um, second and three from the Washington 34, Dak finds Gallup for 13 yards. Uh, then Dak hits Gallup or Cobb for eight. Second and two at the Washington 13, Pollard gets 10 yards. 
Uh, and then first and goal from the Washington three, Pollard goes up the middle, gets a touchdown, uh, which is immediately nullified by a holding penalty on Amari Cooper. I kind of complained about this, and then I saw the replay, and Mark straight up tackled this guy. Like, the most blatant of holding calls. He just he got his money's worth on that one. You know what? Fine, yeah. Amari, but that was funny. So that wipes out a touchdown. That sucks. It's first and goal from the 13. Uh, they do a short little dump off to Pollard. He gets three yards. Second and goal. Uh, there's a false start on Connor Williams. Tight, great game, bud. Uh, so that brings it's up weird too. We there was so there's only like one second left in the third, and it was clear Dallas was trying to draw Washington offside. Like we weren't yep. going to snap it. We were just trying to get the extra fall, like make them think we were going to snap before the end of the quarter. And then Connor Williams didn't get the memo on this one, and he's like, "What? We're going?" Well, you heard him like. In the mic, in the field mic, you hear Connor Williams yell, what are we doing? You're just like, <laughs> yeah. oh my god, dude, you're the worst. You're literally the worst. So, now we've got 15 yards to go on second and goal. Uh, Dak throws one to Cobb. Uh, there's no gain on that, and there's an illegal block above the waist by Lel Collins. That's declined. Um, so, third and goal on the Washington 15. Uh, Dak hits Gallup for eight yards. And then on fourth and goal, they just let Maher kick one. There's a penalty, defensive offsides, but we just said, hey, just keep the points on the board. Um, 24 to 14. Trust your defense. Agreed. So uh, Washington is now down by 10, and this is going to be where it's like, all right, it's kind of put up or shut up time. Um, So they go Peterson for two yards from their own 25. Then they try to go deep to McClure, and he catches it. It's a 20-yard play. They're on their own 47. Uh, They go to Chris Thompson. He gets five yards, second and five on the Dallas 48. Thompson runs around the right end for two yards before Smith gets to him. And then third and three, uh, it's incomplete to Quinn. DeMarcus Lawrence is in his face. And so they go for it on fourth and three. Um, Oh, and actually, this was the play where uh, on third and three, they they try to shoot it over to Quinn and Xavier Woods just absolutely should have had a pick six here. This was easy mode. See, I missed this. This was... I oh, dude, that's heartbreaking. He throws it right into the, yeah, he throws it right into Xavier's breadbasket, and Xavier kind of gets his hands on it, and then the guy who had... what Quinn, who was supposed to catch the ball for Washington, like bumps into him when he's being tackled by another corner, and it jostles the ball out of Xavier's hands. You can just tell it just broke Xavier Woods' heart. He posted about it later on Instagram. He was just like so disappointed in my hands today, because um, this he was looking at the end zone like this was going to be a free pick six. Uh, so that's and it that's made my prediction come true of a defensive touchdown. Come on, Hollywood it would have. So that brings up fourth and three. They decide to go for it, and uh, they are incomplete to Chris Thompson, and so they turn it over on downs anyway. So Dallas does get the ball back with a short field. Um, not too terrible, but you would have liked to see defense score. Um, so Dallas gets the ball back with 11 minutes to play, uh, up by 10, and they go to work. Uh, Zeke gets two yards. Uh, Prescott hits uh, Devin Smith for seven yards. This was a really nifty play. This was like a little quick play action. Smith like acts like he's going to engage on the block and then dips out of it and catches, it, catches the ball and then goes quick seven yards. It was really awesome. Uh, third and one, Zeke goes up the middle for three yards. So first and 10 on the Washington 42. 
Uh, Zeke runs but gets stopped by Montez Sweat for a one-yard loss. Uh, then Dak hits Jason Witten for 18 yards. Uh, Randall Cobb uh, goes for four yards on another end around. Uh, then Dak hits Devin Smith for 16 yards. And then Elliott for one yard. Uh, Dak Prescott does a little run himself for two yards. We're now at third and goal on the Washington two. And Dak kind of slips handing it off, but manages to get the ball into Zeke's hands. Zeke does the rest, punches it in from the two yard line. And Dallas goes up 31 14. Uh, Washington would, as they yeah. say, is pretty much church. You know, Zeke yeah. might be the best closer in football. Like, I'm not saying you can debate all day best running back. Give me Zeke at the end of the game, milking clock over any running back. Yeah. In the lane. Washington would score a touchdown on their next drive once the defense kind of had some backups and it was in prevent. But once Dallas got the ball, they just started handing the ball to Zeke. Uh, Zeke ended up busting like a 27-yard run to kill the clock at the end. Um, Good for his stats, man. It was great for his stats. Uh, Zeke ended up with 23 carries for 111 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Dak added five carries for 69 yards himself while throwing 26 of 30 for 269 and three touchdowns, a 94.6 QBR. He took one sack. He did throw the interception, but... After he threw that pick, Dak was lights out. He th- completed all 18 passes in the second half. Uh, and just another game where Dak was just absolutely money the entire game, pretty much. We highlighted a couple of those misses, the, the deep shot to... I'm going to say, so four total incompletions, and here they are. Yeah. On the, in the first, All in the first half. The first drive, we said that rookie made a good play. It wasn't a terrible throw, just a good play by a rookie, knocked it away from Gallup. Then the interception that a little bit on Dak, a little bit on Cobb, a little bit on everyone. You can nitpick that. Then the uh, drop by Cooper, by Cooper, and then the just slightly off between him and Gallup. So if you really look at that, none of those throws were that bad, man. I mean, no. he nearly had a he nearly pitched a perfect game. I mean, Dak is right now. I mean, I I can't believe I'm going to say this, but Dak Prescott is in the MVP race right now. If, if you told me the it's, two best quarterbacks through two weeks were going to be Dak Prescott and Lamar Jackson, then I don't know. Mahomes is in there. I mean, that's yeah, not surprising. I mean, okay, Mahomes and Brady are still Mahomes and Brady, but Lamar and Dak, dude, and Dak especially, is insane. A great run. And so Dallas is not only two and zero, but also two and zero in the division, uh, which is awesome. Uh, a great way to start the year. Uh, everyone else in the division has a loss. Uh, the Eagles went on to totally flub a game against the Falcons later that night. Uh, and so Dallas sits atop the NFC East with sole possession of the lead going into a game where they play maybe a historically terrible Miami Dolphins team. Uh, Miami currently has a point differential somewhere in the 90s. Uh, they lost 43 to nothing to the Patriots on Sunday. Uh, and they are hemorrhaging talent as they traded Laramie Tunsil. Uh, and Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, and so Dallas will be playing a Dolphins team missing probably its two best draft picks of the last five years and pretty much no playmakers that really make you worry. Um, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is getting the start. Uh, yeah, so you, had, to, you just want to jump straight to Dolphins? Are you got any, yeah, any that's final fine. words? Oh, oh yeah, we can, we, let's, let's, let's wrap up this game first. So um, I'll just say, yeah, I mean, Dak looked amazing. 
Um, the offense continues to just do amazing things. I think what I'm most impressed with out of Kellen Moore is he really does make adjustments. That's something we all talked about with Linehan was just we went in with a plan, and if it didn't work, we were screwed. Um, I w- I've watched for two weeks in a row. The other team does something that works, and then suddenly the Cowboys make an adjustment on offense, and suddenly it's like the other team didn't do any homework, and they are just getting torched up and down the field for, I mean, 30-plus points. To, um, this is the most prolific two-game stretch in the history of the Dallas Cowboys organization, which is insane. So That's pretty nice. They look, I I knew we had to take advantage early in the season, but it's one thing to to win and there's one thing to look good winning and never never be in doubt. Like this one, it wound up being 10, but this was never really in doubt once Dallas got going. You know, they kind of did some cosmetics at the very end. We probably could have scored on the last drive. We weren't just milk and clock anyway. Um the offense is really hummed in two weeks, and I, I agree with you. I mean, I think you know, I did my three takeaways last week, and I think they're pretty much the same, um, except this one I would replace. You know, Kellen Moore has been great. I think that's still the number one thing I'm most impressed with, but Dak has to be right up there with them. I mean, yeah. whether one of the other making them look good, you know, this has just been – he's been throwing to open receivers, but he's been putting balls on the money. That ball to Devin Smith was so nice. He fired that one into Amari. He's just been making the right decisions, and – the pick was a little on him, but for the most part, he just doesn't give the ball away. Like, he just doesn't yeah. make poor decisions. I watch QBs who I think are more talented than Dak, certainly, but he just – he doesn't risk things like them. Like, I watched, like, just for comparison, like, that Monday night game, it was, like, the Jets and the Browns, and I think Baker has all the tools to eventually be a better passer than Dak, but he just makes so many balls where you're like, why are you throwing that? Yeah. Like Rodgers, even. Rodgers is great, but sometimes you watch him and you're like, man, there had to be an easier completion. Say what you about Dak, but he doesn't – he just doesn't put the ball in harm's way very often. He doesn't, and this year, Dak's not taking the sacks he took last year. The protection's better. He has targets more quickly. He's playing with more pocket awareness, um, a lot more confidence, uh, and we're not seeing the fumbles that he had last year either. So thus far, Dak Prescott has been pretty much anything you could possibly ask for out of a quarterback. I mean, as they keep reminding us, the price is just going up. The guy's going to get a big bag if he keeps playing like this and I won't be mad at it, honestly. What I love too about this game and even the last game was I'm going to read you our receivers real quick. This was the spread. This is how, I mean, this is like what Peyton Manning did it in Indy. Like you got three to 74 and a touchdown to Devin Smith. He's your leading receiver by yards. Then you got Michael Gallup, six catches for 68 yards. Amari Cooper, four for 44 and a touchdown. And then Jason Witten, four grabs for 25 and a touchdown. Randall Cobb, five grabs for 24. Blake Jarwin a catch. Zeke, two catches. Pollard a catch. I mean, we're spreading the ball around so evenly, and it's not like in past where we were only throwing like 210 yards a game, you know, 18 completions. Like, he's throwing 30-plus times a game, man. I mean, this is, it's looking really, really good. I mean, they've they've flirted with 500 yards of offense two weeks in a row now. Um, Dak bad for quarters. Yeah. Dak, Dak has thrown seven touchdowns in seven quarters. It's it's insane. It took Dak 
six weeks last year to throw six touchdowns. Now he's done it in two. It like, took him his first. It took his rookie season. It took till week three before he threw his first one ever. So yeah, um, and the red zone has not been a challenge this year. They have done tremendous yeah. work in the red zone. I'm glad he brought that up. Yes, they are look so much better in the red zone. They had one slip up, and it was mainly due to penalties this time. I mean, we had a touchdown run, no five by penalty, and then a false start, and it's just tough to score when you get backed up in a red zone. But overall, man, this offense has has had to been the talking point. I thought really the defense was going to carry us through the weeks, and the offense would find their form. But it's almost been vice versa. Nothing bad, but the offense yeah, has overwhelmingly been the better unit this this. Yeah, I, I will say I think the defense has gotten some undue flack. People have had a lot of negative things to say about the defense. Um, you know, until that last touchdown on Sunday, they'd given up under 200 yards and 14 points, um, and then they kind of dropped in to prevent. I think the main thing is, like, your defense is just – there's been a lot of years where the Patriots had, like, quote-unquote, the worst defense in the league. And I think a big piece of that is, like, when you're up by multiple scores every game – the defense is just not going to play the same way they did against like the saints last year. We're like, if they score once we lose. So every play is do or die. Well, it just, it, we can kind of jump into this. The, I think what people are most concerned with the defense is there just haven't been the flash plays we were hoping would come over. They haven't got many sacks at all. We have two through two games. We do have three turnovers through two games. That's not, too shabby but at the same token it's not sexy either so i think that's yeah. kind of the big thing andy people just haven't seen the 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 big plays the playmaking plays from the defense they've they've kind of give up a first down here then there and then okay then the other team punts you know and i think yeah. i think they've been fine i think that's just what people are are like to see some more pressure um you know eli and case had time to throw um, and if we start playing better quarterbacks and better receivers, that would present some unique challenges. Um, you know, we get Robert Quinn back this week. He's off a of suspension. Um, and so having him across from Tank, you would hope that we see some increased pressure. I'm hoping the Dolphins game serves for the defense as like a confidence builder. Like if they can go out there and rack up like a four or five game, I think you'll see the defense click into its normal self and start doing its thing. Yeah, so with that, we'll go ahead and preview the Week 3 matchup, which, as we have revealed, is the Miami Dolphins. And as I said a couple weeks ago when we were reviewing the schedule, Andy, the Dolphins are bad. They're so bad, Vegas picked them overwhelmingly favorites to be the worst team. And they've probably gotten worse since then because as you— They've certainly given up talented players. Yeah, as you briefly alluded to, I've never seen an NFL team outright tank like this. Like This is straight well, out of the NBA. And here's the weird thing. Normally when you tank, you get rid of old contracts, you get rid of guys that aren't going to be part of the future, and you kind of hoard draft picks, and you try to keep your young, talented core for, as building blocks for the future. And they've kind of done the opposite. They're starting Ryan Fitzpatrick. They got rid of Minka Fitzpatrick, who is – by all accounts, a really good first-round pick at safety. They got rid of Larry Tunsil, who was their best lineman by a significant margin. I um, they've gotten rid of a lot of really good players. I agree, but they've also they I understand because they've gotten sort of a ransom for for Tunsil. They got two firsts. I think you'd take that for anybody if you're a sure. terrible team. 
Yeah, did you hear Minka, what they said? Did you hear the, it out, man. Minka based, what did Minka say? Minka said something like he's too good to be on a bad team. He had some real offhand comment yeah. that I think they were just like, well, man, did we're you, not going to be very about, good. If you did you hear about Tunsil walking into the GM office and seeing the whiteboard? No. They said Tunsil walked in to talk to the GM, and on the whiteboard, someone had written, like, Houston, two first-round picks, like, had written their offer, and Tunsil saw it, and he's like, shit, man, I'd trade me for that. And they were <laughs> like, all right, well, <laughs> there's not going to be any bad blood, then fuck it, dude, let's pull the trigger. Yeah, he's going to a contender, man. I mean, nobody wants to play on... Is he, though? Well, their division like, is very winnable. Best I... team in the league. <laughs> okay, they're contenders... Maybe an overstatement. They're a relative to the Dolphins. They're certainly a contender. They're a playoff team because their division is laughable now that Andrew Luck decided to hang it up. So agreed. Agreed. Um, so yeah. So we'll preview what they do have left, Andy, and we'll start with the offense. Is God? There's really not a lot here to talk about. They're kind of in between Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh Rosen. Um, Rosen was a very highly thought of QB coming out of UCLA. Um, the Cardinals took him 10th overall last year. And then when they fired their coach and brought in coach bro, AKA cliff, um, cliff wanted his guy. They had the first overall pick. So he took Kyler and they shipped out Rosen. And now I don't know what the dolphins are waiting for with him. Maybe they're just so bad that they figure, fuck it. Let the, let him sit a year. I don't really know, but this other guy take the hits, I guess. Yeah, so it's Rosen or Fitzpatrick. My guess is you'll see both because I think this game will get out of hand, but neither will scare you. Their running back situation is also a bit of a joke. Kenyon Drake's probably the best player on their offense, and he's done absolutely nothing so far this season. Um, and he's even rumored to be on the trading block if they get any sort of offer for him. It's kind of a three-headed, I won't even call it monster, just a three-headed, like, garden snake between <laughs> between Kalen Ballage who wrecked tech for eight touchdowns once but god that uh, was so bad yeah Kalen Ballage Kenyon Drake and now Mark Walton out of the U but none of them really scare you too much Drake's a bit of a home run hitter but I don't think we'll need to worry because their O-line was heading into the season 32nd ranked and then they traded away their best left tackle or their best player on their O-line so terrible O-line Terrible quarterbacks, not much at running back, and the receivers, it's a couple big play guys like Albert Wilson and Jakeem Grant. Albert Wilson's Jakeem Grant a $30 million deal this yeah. offseason. He's he like 20 career catches. Everybody uh, listens to us probably knows who Jakeem Grant is because he's a Texas Tech <laughs> local kid. He's a, I mean, he's maybe the fastest player in the league. He's he's. Don't don't make any mistake. I love Jakeem Grant. When I worked for the athletic department at Tech, I my job was to check Jakeem Grant into class. He's one of the nicest kids in the world. Super oh, yeah. humble, very quiet. I mean, he's a tiny dude. He's like five foot five, and super nice guy. He's like got like I want to say he's got like five kids before he left Tech. So it was just like one of those stories of a dude that's just like hustling, trying to make a team coming out of Tech. He was Tech's all time leading receiver coming out of college. And managed to get on to the Dolphins and stick. Favorite target, by the way, in college. Yeah, and he can. I mean, he can. He can burn. Believe that. The dude is insanely fast. He's got wheels for days. But yeah, he's kind of a one-dimensional player. Um, they don't right. have a ton. 
that you scares you on offense. Yeah, you have him, Devontae Parker, who's at this point probably a bust at wide receiver, taken yeah. very highly a couple years ago, uh, first round. Uh, like I said, Albert Wilson's basically Jakeen Grant, like Spider-Man meme pointing at each other. They're just tiny little game wreckers. They're both super speedsters. And then they have their big thing, like their, their hype guy, Andy, like how Michael Gallup was ours coming out of camp. They found this undrafted wide receiver who I guess would have been drafted, but had domestic issues off of tight, tight. So he would have been a lot of people said like a round three guy. They got him undrafted and he's been a stud. Uh, not a stud, but he's been a nice surprise. But that's it, man. And his name is Preston Williams. If you see him, he's a tall guy. That's it. I mean, that's their whole team. Nobody who scares you. Nobody who's really capable. They couldn't catch a ball for anything on Sunday. They were they gave up two back to back pick sixes off drops. Um, oh yeah, they had something like five or six drops in the game. Really ugly. Yeah, Rosen came in. So Rosen came in through two dimes, one dropped by Jakeen Grant, one dropped by this Preston Williams kid. So they're, man, they're they're bad Honestly, on offense. Their team is in full mutiny. There's a rumor that went around last week that 20 of the 22 starters have talked to their agents about being requesting trades. Um, everyone's trying to get off this sinking ship. So it's not fun to play with a team that's bad in the front office, like continues to talk about how bad you are. <laughs> and yeah, they're not committed to winning. Uh, in the NFL, unlike the NBA, like the NFL, these guys, a lot of them are going to have three or four-year careers. And so giving 25% of your career to a team that's like, yeah, we're not really trying to win. just trying to like, you know, go out there and take CTE-inducing hits for us to get beat by 50 points on national television is not exactly the most fun thing. Um, you're probably not going to do enough to like really wow the scouts from other teams when you're on a squad like Miami. So like we said, it's they have an unreal point differential right now. They've been beat by like an, something like 93 points combined. I and the say, Cow- I, wanna say I was going to say, I don't, I don't think their defense is as bad, but then when you give up, to be fair, they are playing probably two of the best teams in the AFC through two weeks. So they may not be as bad. They're still really, really bad. They may not win a game, but – they gave up a shit ton to the New England, who had two pick sixes that didn't help. They gave a shit ton to Lamar Jackson. Really, the only player on their defense who's a stud now that Mink is gone is Xavier Howard. Um, yep. is a great corner. I mean, he's he's Byron Jones, except he gets picks. Like Xavier Howard is an absolute stud at corner. But other than that, they have nobody. Nobody. Yeah, and so it's gonna be a it's gonna be a rough game for Miami more than likely. I mean, as long as the Cowboys don't go in there assuming they're gonna win this game by fifty points and traps trap game themselves, um, the spread is something like twenty one and a half points right now. It's one of the biggest spreads in the history of the NFL. Um, legitimately, like a top, it's like the seventh or sixth largest point spread in the history of professional football. Um, so I read something today that there have been. I don't know if it's 18 or 20 points, but there's been 33 games where Vegas has given a differential of it's either bigger than 18 or 20. And all 33 of those games, teams have straight up won. Nobody has lost as this big of a favorite. Against the spread, they're only 11 and 22, meaning the bad team covers most of the time. So take that to your take that to your better if you want. But my point is nobody has lost when they've been this big of a favorite. And it would, but it would be so Dallas. <laughs> oh, shit. 
God. So, now, everything isn't uh, totally coming up roses for Dallas. Um, they will be playing this game without Michael Gallup, who it came out has a uh, meniscus injury. He's going to have a uh, a arthroscopic surgery to shave down his meniscus. They said they're going to have to see once they get in there kind of what the damage is, but he's got no structural damage outside of that. Could be two weeks, could be four weeks, but they don't think it'll be any longer than that. Uh, also, Antoine Woods is going to be down for a little bit, and then uh, one that came out today, kind of upsetting, Xavier Woods has a high ankle sprain that's going to keep him sidelined for six to eight weeks. Um, so I guess we might get to see a little Donovan Wilson action out there. Yeah, I saw the the classic Dallas fan base jump up like, now you wish you had traded for Minka. <laughs> yeah, let's go through those. So there's been a lot of chatter this week um, with all these players kind of demanding trades from their squads. Um, of course, Everyone's used to old Jerry, who would have just like instantly traded for a big name free agent. Um, first, Minka Fitzpatrick came on the market. Uh, he ended up going for a first round pick to the Steelers, which a lot of people were like, oh, Dallas should have given a first. But one, Dallas gave up their first last year, giving up your first two times in a row. Definitely a, a larger psychological hit than just doing it once. Two, if it's if both us and the Steelers are offering a first, they're taking the Steelers first. The Steelers are a bottom seven team in the league. They just lost Ben Roethlisberger for the year. Their pick is going to be in the top ten. Ours is going to be in the bottom six. It's just a lot more valuable. Um, yeah. Then like, came the news that Jalen Ramsey wanted out of Jacksonville. I was just going to say that, real quick on on that Minka yeah. point. You know, people wanted us to jump on that too because the early report said Dallas is interested. I think that was like Dallas is interested the way like you text one of your friends like, hey, you want to do something this weekend? Like go to the movies? And they're like, yeah, okay. I'm like, all right. Like, yeah, let me know. Yeah, they weren't like seriously interested. It wasn't like the plans were made. Everything was set. It was kind of like, yeah. I guess we could do that. I mean, I'm sure Dallas hit them up. It was like, what do y'all want? And they were like, a first. And they're like, okay, never mind. Uh, like, we probably we threw out a maybe a third at best, knowing Dallas. Look, this taco team, in a second. Yeah, every the fans wanted that. As if Miami wants Taco Charlton in the middle of a rebuild. Who but, wants a soft taco, bro? No yeah. one likes soft tacos. It just this team doesn't value safety like that. Like we we saw, if we really did, we would have grabbed Earl Thomas the multiple times we could have grabbed Earl Thomas in free agency or via trade or via all the flirting that was going on, and they didn't do it. And then they could have taken safeties at multiple. They could have traded up for Derwin James, and they sat where they were to get LVE. They could have taken one Thor Hill, and they tried to. They instead took Tristan uh, Hill in the second round this year. Like they just don't look at safety the way other teams do, whether we want or not. They don't. They don't give a fuck. And now Jalen Ramsey wants out of Jacksonville, and that people are like, he can play free safety, which maybe we don't know that he plays man like ninety percent of the time in Jacksonville, so he's not a safety guy. Jacksonville just came out and said they want two firsts. And yeah, look, I love Jalen Ramsey. Is an absolute dog. He's an alpha male. I mean, that guy. That guy can flat out play. He may be the best corner in the league. He also wants to get paid like the best corner of the league. He was the pick after Zeke, and someone pointed out, look, Jared Goff, first pick in that draft, got his extension. Carson Wentz, second pick, got his extension. Zeke Elliott, fourth pick, got his extension. Like, he's going to want crazy money. There's no way you give up two first and then don't pay him the bank, and we're just not going to do that. We're not. 
We're not. Doing and that. then, as if just because week um jamal adams the first round safety on the jets uh apparently took the word jets out of his bio on instagram and that became a well now he wants out of new york let's go get him um i'm gonna tell you straight up dallas is not gonna make a trade for a big time safety it's just not gonna happen um i am excited to see donovan wilson play he had a tremendous preseason he had three picks in four games um that sounds great. Hopefully Xavier comes back quickly. I love Xavier Woods. I think he's amazing. Um, so we'll see what we got in Donovan. And yeah, that's uh, that's just one of those things we we'll have to deal with. I'm a little more worried about it against like the Packers than I am against the Dolphins. But it is. Yeah, well, they'll get tested. You're going to see a lot of Heath, a rookie safety, and probably some Kayvon Frazier, who was a six-round pick a couple of years ago as well. It's going to be a committee back there, so hopefully we're okay. That'll be the weakest part of this defense, but if the pass rush gets going and Byron and Cheeto stay doing their thing, I'm not I'm not overly concerned. Yeah, totally agree. So that being said, Ben, do you have a prediction for this wild yeah. mismatch of the game? So we gave you more info than you probably even cared about for the Dolphins. We are 21.5-point favorites. I think it's Dallas in a landslide. We probably cover. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say 38 to seven. Go. Nice. I'm in the same neighborhood. I'm saying 35 10. Um, I think Dallas goes over 30 for the third consecutive time. Um, you know, the Giants and Washington are not good teams, but I do think they have more talent than Miami does, and I think Dallas gets it done um, handily. Um, and so that is, uh, that is your upcoming game. We play at noon, uh, against the Miami Dolphins and it should be a fun one. You should get to see a lot of cool highlights of Dak throwing touchdowns. So I'm excited. Yeah. We did mention that this win dropped Washington to 0-2 and 0-2 in the division. Also New York lost again to Buffalo, as I said. So they're 0-2 in the division. And then Philadelphia, everyone's Super Bowl sweetheart, had a super nail-biter against Atlanta. I was really worried Atlanta was about to throw this away. But at the very end, Julio made a heroic play to score and, and down the stretch, Wentz couldn't quite get it done on fourth and whatever it was in the red zone. God, snags galore with an amazing drop. I loved it. Yeah, he did. And then... Somehow they converted like a fourth and 18. I was like, what the fuck? Um, that made me nervous, but they're also beat up. Deshaun Jackson's hurt. Alshon Jeffrey's hurt. If you look at the schedules, Andy, we we previewed Dallas. Dallas has a very, very nice schedule to begin the year. That we do. Next week, we play the Saints, who just lost Drew Brees for multiple weeks, like two months. So he's not going to be there. So you're going to have a backup quarterback in New Orleans. Now, they're still a very talented team, but that should be in your favor. We have to take advantage of these early weeks because it kind of flip-flops second of the year, and then Philly gets a bunch of easy games. They also play the Dolphins. They also play the Jets late. Yeah, and we have to play. We have to go to Chicago. We have to go to Foxborough. we got to play the Rams. We're going to have some much more challenging games come the second half of the year. We need to to rack up these wins early in September and October for sure. And I think they can do it. Um, You know, as of now, until we learn otherwise, this Cowboys team is 
as advertised, one of the deepest and most complete rosters in the entire NFL. So we I shall see. Texting from buddies that this might be the deepest, this might be the best team in my lifetime. Like watching Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, especially if the defense gets rolling like they were last year, this team is going to be very, very difficult to beat. If you have an offense capable of putting up 30 a game and a defense capable of holding people under 20, that's very, very difficult to combat. Well, it's just wonderful to see us be an innovative offense for once. We've been in the stadium for so long compared to a lot of these teams. I mean, yes, Pat Mahomes is great, but Andy Reid makes him great too. Yes, Jared Goff's pretty damn good, I think, but Sean McVay certainly helps that entire team look good. So I I would love if Kellen Moore can kind of establish our offense as one of those. I mean, you look at someone like – Carolina and Cam Newton and how they're struggling. And you just look at me, that's a North Turner offense, man. I mean, he's been running the same shit. He was our coordinator in the nineties. Like it's just not, he's playing old school ball. And for once, I think Dallas is trending into the modern era and that's exciting. I'm stoked, man. I can't wait for this game Sunday. Um, My, my last couple Sundays have been relatively stress-free minus the first quarter of each game, which I'm very much enjoying. And I know Cassie's enjoying too. Um, so any final thoughts before we get out of here for the week? Nope. I think we I think we covered our bases. Like I said, Dallas Cowboys are gonna look they're gonna look good again, man. Let's uh let's see what the league has that uh, can stop them. I'm excited. So guys, as always, thank you so much for listening. Um, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Give us a shout on Twitter or on Instagram. We always love hearing from the fans, and especially in this time of great rejoicing as the Cowboys continue to steamroll various teams, it's always great to uh, be joined by our other Cowboys fans from across the globe in celebrating this team's successes. So we will be back next Tuesday after a hopefully a thorough drubbing of the Miami Dolphins. Uh, as always, this is Andy Catelli. Benjamin T. Walker. This has been Boys Will Be Boys. Take it easy.